0: Good morning, this is Sister Lisa coming to you from the EEL, the Edwin Elder Library podcast, and we're going through a book called Life After Grief, Choosing the Path to Healing by Rebecca hafer We're on page 175, chapter 9, Will I Dream Again? Choices, Will I Dream Again? Leaving the darkness of the tunnel and stepping into the light again can be a frightening experience. Though dark, the tunnel felt confined and therefore relatively safe. When you emerge, the glaring brightness can make the landscape of your life look bleak and even threatening. Shadows stand out in sharp relief. While it is wonderful to feel joyful again, to see the light and to feel the warmth of the sun, the glare can sometimes make you want to shut your eyes and retreat into the shade and cool of the tunnel. In this season, I ask myself, I've done the hard work of grief, now what? It's the now what that can have us feeling excited and scared new life was beckoning but after years in the tunnel of grief i found that making space for new dreams was not quite as easy as it sounded for one thing i had been trying to get vision from the lord for months in this chapter i use dream and vision interchangeably to simply mean being able to see purpose and goals for the future once i was out of the tunnel i realized how impractical it had been to try to get vision for my future while i was still walking through the dark as I kept pressing toward my future, however, I realized how much choice I had in the fundamental matter of whether or not I would choose to see again. Dot 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 to dream again. I was reminded of a person in Scripture who got to choose if he would see again. Jesus was leaving Jericho one day when he encountered Bartimaeus. Mark ten forty six fifty two. Bartimaeus was blind, and he had obviously heard that Jesus could heal blind eyes. He could give new vision. Bartimaeus wanted that. As Bartimaeus was being brought to Jesus, the Lord asked him a very strange question. What do you want me to do for you? The situation was obvious to everyone around, and it isn't that Jesus didn't know what he needed. Of course he knew, but he also knew that Bartimaeus had a choice. So do we. Jesus knows that we have to be ready to step out of the tunnel and dream again before we can receive vision. This story highlights several important facts for us to keep in mind as we decide whether we're willing to dream again or not. The first and most important point is that in order to have vision again, we have to encounter Jesus. It cannot happen apart from him. We also see Bartimaeus' choice in the matter. He could have given Jesus all kinds of answers to his questions. Answers that may have been even easier. Answers that Bartimaeus may have been able to fulfill on his own. Well actually Jesus, I was hoping you would come over for dinner. Bartimaeus could have taken care of that without any help from Jesus. In fact, making the request might have been obligated might have even obligated Jesus to have some kind of response. Instead, Bartimaeus gave a risky answer. I want to see again. This is the answer that only Jesus can take care of. This is the answer that indicates that we are at his mercy. This is the answer, the only answer that can lead to vision for the future. Bartimaeus made that choice now we're asked if we're ready for jesus to open our eyes and give us vision a purpose for our future as well are you ready to dream again i know this morning as i walking through the house praying this is thursday and on thursdays i have from your boat around the globe prayer theme a prayer group um, on facebook and this week our theme is um and everything give thanks and you know that's sometimes you say, "Well, that's an obvious. That's everyday. It's true." But this day, the special day, especially give thanks, thanks for find things that you haven't gave thought um, thanks for in a lot, long time, things you haven't thought about in a long time. And um, as I was walking through and saying, "Lord, order my steps and stuff," and I went up the Bible and I just opened it up rand- randomly. I know that's <laughs> Uh, It's not a fortune cookie, but today I happened to open it up to I think it was Matthew 19:37, and uh, in it it was talking about Jesus before Pilate, and they asked him, said, "Are you the King? Are the King of Kings?" And he said, "You say I am," and he said, "But I was born for this purpose. He was born for that purpose. To, you know, Jesus came." To die. He was born for that purpose. Um, to die for us and to be a witness. And in that rest of that verse it says, to, to testify of God. And that's what we're born for. We were born to bring God glory. That's the bottom line of it. To point others to the cross. And that's the purpose of this podcast. It's the purpose of my Hazelwood USA Sunday morning devotional. It's my purpose of Monday Melodies with Lisa. song I do. It's the purpose for From your boat around the Globe prayer group all the different things that we do and try to do even my child care for the glory of god to to be the hands and feet and mouthpiece of jesus to to teach the children yes jesus loves me the bible tells me so to um you know just everything that we do my music lessons that i teach teach the hymns and gospel songs so they could be playing in their house I can only imagine what it'd be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine songs like that and what a friend we have in Jesus and how great thou art. You know, I teach a lot of songs, so I can't go through the whole list of course, but you got the idea. Beautiful songs, beautiful songs that worship Him, and as they're playing them, you know, just fill their house. The ones that practice, I have some, I said, did you practice this? Week? Uh, not really. I was too busy. But the ones that really do practice, and you can tell because when they play for me, they're really they're getting it because they practiced. And that means that their songs are being really played at their houses and here at my house too. And I praise God for that. What an opportunity. You know, Jesus is everywhere. You can see him outside in the in nature and the birds flowers and the trees and the sky, sunrises, sunsets, the stars at night, all the different things. He's everywhere. And we just got to stop focusing so much on our problems and our grief and in everything. Give thanks. It's like, I've said it before. Y'all probably hard to hear me say it. It's so true. It's like, yes, I miss my husband. In fact, I dreamed last night. In my dream, he was in there. He was in my dream again last night. And he's in my heart every day. I miss him. But I give thanks. I was married to him. I give thanks that God made a way, provision for my life through the hands of my husband, through the hard work of my husband. I give thanks to God that I have... That we have the ministry and the podcast and the internet and all the different things that my husband helped get set up and established in our home. I have a whole playlist on YouTube called Path <laughs> Hall. It's mostly for my kids of different things that my husband did. Got him doing a shrill whistle, showing him how to play the trumpet, um, just interacting with the children, singing Happy Birthday. I got a whole playlist, and I give thanks that I have that. I have. I thank God that I have that. A lot of people don't have that and I can share that with my grandchildren. I have a lot to be thankful for, and you do too. We all do. We all have stuff, so even in our grief, there is life after grief, because God has a purpose and a plan for us, and that's to bring him glory. Our job in this life is to bring him glory, and we will be blessed in the process. And so each day, Let's just do that. Just keep pointing others to the cross, and in everything, give thanks. I know it doesn't seem easy. I know right after my husband died, I tell people, uh, you know, I was reaching out to my family and stuff to for comfort, and what they say is God is good. (laughs) At the time, I didn't. I know God is good, but that was I was reaching for more. I wanted sympathy or something. But when you look back and stuff, they didn't know what to say. They didn't know how to comfort me. They pointed me to God. And that's all we can do. God is good. His divine purpose. He has a divine purpose. And trust. Only trust Him. Only trust Him. that day that I was going through the house, it's like so despondent. And it's like, what was that song you printed off to teach the students? And I don't know. Because I just printed off a couple and just stuck them in my bag to take them out to little church I, on Saturdays. I teach a few lessons. had him in there. So I felt prompted to go look. One of them was Only Trust Him. I didn't even, I didn't even know that song at that time. I just had one of the Alan Jackson songbooks and um, I had printed off um, some songs. Well actually I, I think it was another one that wasn't an Alan Jackson song but similar. They're the ones that tell you what the notes are on the, on the it's like it c note says c on it and so forth and um, i had one of those because i got some beginning students and that was a a one page song and i like those because you don't have to worry about having a series of pages some songs have two or three four five pages (laughs) but anyway um it was just a one pager and only trust him comes back to that whatever we do in life know that god sees us And that he loves us very much. Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves you. He gave his life. What more could he do? Oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves you and me. So, God bless you today. Know that I love you. And we still got like a couple more days. Maybe another, maybe, maybe, um, we're on page 177 and we got got 200 and 205 is the last page. So we still got like a couple weeks on this. So anyway, Life After Grief by Rebecca Hayford Bauer. Choosing the path to healing. Let's choose to let the Lord heal us and use us for his glory and everything give thanks. Love you. Bye-bye.